Hey folks, welcome to the Common Life Podcast uh, for uh, this week. I'm glad you're able to listen with us. Um, it's Tyler and Austin, and I'm JR, and uh, we're just talking about life uh, as believers and life uh, in the middle of all this craziness, with the middle of uh, social distancing and quarantine and all that stuff with coronavirus. So uh, how are you guys doing this week? It's been a little while since we've recorded one of these, all three of us together. So how are you guys doing the last couple of weeks? Man, I feel like um, this week specifically, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Awesome. My in-laws took the kids for the two nights. I slept twelve hours. On uh, whoa. I know, I know. I felt like every, um, uh, every joint in my body hurt waking up after that one. I was about to say, <laughs> still too long. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I feel, I, I feel bright as the sun today. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. At this point, like it used to be six years ago, sleeping for 12 hours was like, oh, I just feel like a new person. <laughs> and now like, sleeping for 12 hours reminds you, you are not a new person. Absolutely. You wake up and you're like, do we have any glucosamine chondroitin? <laughs> I need some fish oil and ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing that Rocky drinks with the egg yolks? I, need, I feel bad. Need my foam roller and a hot shower. <laughs> But seriously, uh, that's awesome. It was, it was so good, man. Today is my wife's birthday, so we're going to celebrate. Whoop, whoop. Going to go party with the little ones. It's going to be good, man. That's great. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? I am doing fine. I feel like every day I feel a little bit different. Um, mm. Some days are like, oh, I'm doing really good today. And then other days are like, what, what day is today? Right. It's like last night on a, a Zoom call for our GC, they were like, how can we pray for you? And I was like, I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm okay in the moment, but like, I feel like I have to think really hard about everything during this season Yeah. to like have an answer. And so like even asking is kind of like, I think I'm fine. Yeah. And I tend to be like a thinker in terms of like thinking about how I'm doing. But right now, a lot of it's just kind of like day to day. I just like, well, if I'm fine right now, I'm not going to. I'm not going to poke the hornet's nest. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. I'm not going to um, look, for, look for worry. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, every time I get around people, like, so even this, it helps. Uh, yeah. Amy and I are doing good. I think Amy, like, even being an introvert, like, we've kind of hit the end of, like, and we hit this a little while ago, um, where it's like, man, we actually need to see some people. We've got friends we miss. Like, uh, I was talking with somebody earlier about, like we've we've enjoyed like family worship with you know turning on the uh, mm-hmm. the wells like service and stuff like that at the house and sometimes that goes great and sometimes you know our kids are just screaming and we're like sit in here and enjoy the peace of god you know whatever <laughs> you know we're just going nuts but um <clears throat> but it whether it goes good or whether it you know it's just chaos uh, it still always reminds us like this isn't what this is supposed to be yeah right like it's always this reminder of like that was sweet. That was precious. I was glad I got to sing with my boys and Amy, but I'm supposed to be singing with, um, you know, our folks with the people of the well and stuff like that. So, yeah, anxious to spend some time with people. Hopefully, we can finish this thing up sometime, you know. But I think that's part like that feeling of like, okay, how much longer is this going to go on? How, you know, how much longer can we do this? How much longer can I even like survive this? I think that's something that. Um, a lot of folks are feeling like, um, 
you know, I feel like I keep like tracing the timeline of this thing, but early on, you know, this felt like this was just going to be a few weeks. It's going to be a bathroom break, um, from life. And then we were going to get back to normal. And, you know, I don't know what the outlook looks like on this thing. I mean, I know there's a lot of, um, people who are talking about like, yeah, we're going to start to open certain things back up. But even, you know, as those things open back up, I don't know, you know, what, what it looks like for things to open back up in the meantime. And then you, you know, you read something and it's like, oh, you know, it's going to actually going to be this long before things are like normal again, or this long before, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And it's like those moments when I dwell on that, where I'm like, okay, I, I'm like stressing out. I'm like panicking. How do I, how do we survive this thing? How do we, mm-hmm. how do we make it um, that long and even when we don't know how long it is like th- I think that the fact that I don't know how long it's going to be makes me feel like I'm going to explode too right am I alone in that feeling like you're going to explode just in time just at moments like sometimes I'm fine oh there's yeah. other times where I'm like I'm gonna I need to go run out of the house and go hug somebody yeah right? I need to just like sit and be with you know a few dozen people in a t- confined space you know I feel like the internal feeling of about to explode is kind of just my resting face. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're, just, you're well practiced at this. It's just where I am. <laughs> you're always there. Got it. Oh, it's always like a lot of angst just built up. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just about. It certainly feels so much easier to get there quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it normally wasn't that much of a. This thing definitely squeezes you in a certain way. Right. Right. In so many different areas. And so you're like, it's easier to get to that stressed place like much sooner. Yeah. Or that place of wanting to control much sooner or wanting to have answers much sooner. It's like everything feels like it's it's right at the edge of being, I can be really, really good or really, really frustrated within a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. And that's really weird to swing that quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's the... I mean, some of it's just like the shift, not it being able to have easily accessible, a lot of things that I've kind of grown dependent on, whether they were good or bad, right? But like just the, the sort of sudden deprivation of a lot of things that ju- I just took for granted, you know, I think adds to that internal pressure. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of things, both good and bad, that I used to use to like, hey, I'm feeling this way, so I'm going to go like talk to this person or I'm going to go meet with this person or, uh, you know, it, it seems like I feel disconnected from that person. I'm going to go spend time with them or, um, you know, little things like that. I feel like <clears throat> it's just like suddenly all these things are gone and I haven't quite learned how to, uh, you know, it, it just, I, I can't scratch those itches the same way I used to before. Like it just suddenly all these things are cut off, you know? Yeah. Man, I am, um, man, in light of that, something that, um, that I, I know we've been talking about and even leading up to today, I've been talking a lot about endurance in this season yeah. and how you uh, navigate the cultural moment that we're in and you run your race well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you had some, some really helpful thoughts on that um, yeah. that I was, um, I benefited from earlier. You, Yeah. Well, I saw a, a podcast that I typically follow, although I've been kind of out of it for last couple of weeks, but a podcast I typically follow, they've, I had a series on endurance like yeah. sort of during this time. And I thought, man, that's something I need to spend some time with and pay attention to. Cause yeah, th- I mean, that's one of the big things right now and Christian faith, like the scriptures actually speak to what it looks like to endure a lot. Um, yeah. It speaks to that a lot. And so, I mean, especially if you think about, uh, you know, some of the stuff in the new Testament, like the call to persevere, the call to endure, the, the call to be steadfast and, 
um, you know, consistent holding to our faith. Like that language is kind of all over the scriptures. And, and so, yeah, I think um, just trying to think through what does it look like for us to endure? I think there's <coughs> part of what makes me feel like endurance is where I need to lean is because um, a lot of what we feel is uncertainty. Um, and it's not so much, I think for some of us, we're dealing <coughs> specifically with the, like, the health side of this crisis, which is obviously what's caused um, all of this change. Like the, and that's, you know, I know that there's some people who are seriously struggling with the health side of this thing, but I think for a lot of us, what we're experiencing is not acutely a health crisis. It's like a, it's a relational and economic crisis. You know, like there's a crisis of like just not being able to be with people and we're social like beings. We're like God specifically says like pretty early on in the Bible, it's not good for a human to be alone, you know. And so I think we're feeling the weight of that isolation. And obviously there's so many people who are um, just desperately impacted by this economically um, through such a vast array of of. Uh, sectors in the economy um, you know, mm. been as I'm like trying to catch up with people in the church one of the things I'm constantly surprised about is how this thing impacts people in ways that I wouldn't have expected like oh yeah industries that I wouldn't think would be hit by this are being hit by this and I think well I mean that makes sense once you tell it to me but like I, I wouldn't have anticipated it beforehand you know so it's like everybody's hit with it but it's that that uncertainty whatever it looks like going forward um, what does it look like to you know endure when it's not that, okay, I know I've got this difficult thing ahead of me for the next three weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. What does it look like f to endure when I don't know exactly what's coming for us in the next three weeks or 12 weeks or six months? Yeah. And um, so I can't anticipate, you know, what I, what like, what difficult struggle, what fight do I need to prepare for to endure this thing? It's just uh, sort of enduring blindly, you know, sort of into whatever is, is next for us, you know? Man, something that even as we were talking about it, I had never thought about this. This thought just hit me right now, and I just looked up this quote because it's it, it's one that I've loved for the last couple of years. But mm -hmm. um, how much this season of where we are actually mirrors what the Christian life is and the already not yet. Yeah. Um, and the idea of waiting mm -hmm. and in the um, we've already been redeemed, but we're not yet glorified, that kind of space that we exist in. And I thought about this um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote. I think I, I read this every Advent season because I just think it's fantastic. Um, but it's about waiting, which is a component of endurance. Uh, but he says, whoever does not know the austere blessedness of waiting that is hopefully doing without will never experience the full blessing of fulfillment. Yeah. And there's something within that about the, 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 the thought of Christian endurance. I mean, uh, we'll, clearly... We have this already not yet that we exist in and we're waiting till the fulfillment of our um, our, our, our sonship, our daughtership, our uh, inheritance that is eternal. Yeah. Um, but in this season right now, we're in that same spot of, of waiting without a definitive end. And um, I'm, I'm reading a book right now called The Coddling of the American Mind. And they talk so much about how the things that... Um, Man, the, the, the things that are challenging to us are things that make us stronger. They make us uh, better people. Learning to wait, learning to um, sit in uncertainty is something that's good for the human heart um, and I think is, is mirrored in the Christian experience. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I think some of this, and we've probably talked about this before too, but some of what this season has done, um, 
you know, as things have been kind of stripped away, I think it's revealed some things that have always been there, right? And one of those things that's actually always been true is that I don't know what the next three weeks or 12 weeks or six months actually holds for me. Yeah. You know, any one of us is one phone call away from having our entire life destroyed. Like the, any one of us could receive a text message in the next hour, right? That would just rip everything we thought was certain pretty much apart, right? Except for that, you know, which we have in Christ. And so, um, like, I think it's, um, uh, you know, Ecclesiastes and Proverbs both sort of um, speak to this kind of thing, like don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Right. Like I think for a long time we've assumed when things were normal um, and we had things on our calendar for next week and the week after that. And, um, you know, we were planning on that trip in a couple of months. Like we assumed those things as a certainty that like human, like it's just part of human nature. We are like temporary and we are finite in our ability to predict and to control what is going to happen. Like that's actually, uh, you know, that's that's actually by design. Yeah. And um, we don't, we're, we're not supposed to be God who's able to see what's going to happen, who's going to make sure those things happen, and he has the power to make those things happen. That's actually by design. And so I think part of what it looks like um, for us to accept the season we're in, to endure it, is to recognize this is actually, this is actually the state we've always been in, the state we'll always be in. And so, like, part of what it looks like to follow after Jesus in light of that um, is to recognize, like, so what are the things that I actually, like, sort of stake my hope in? Where, where do mm-hmm. I find um, some real truth? Like, what, what is it that I, that regardless of what happens in the next hour or six weeks or, or, or months or whatever it is, what is it that, that I can say that's certain? And, and that, that helps me to anchor some things and endure in those things. Yeah. Man, that's good. Tyler, you have some thoughts? Tyler was nodding affirmatively, which didn't come across on the podcast, but it was encouraging <laughs> to me as I was speaking. It was a hardcore agreement. Yeah. I felt it. There was active listening going I on. Just, <laughs> I just sat in that. That's good. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I think I was even processing as you were saying it, but even... I was processing the fact that, you know, I was reading in Hebrews 12 about, you know, Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. There was something on the other side that he knew he was accomplishing. Obviously, we're not Jesus. Right. But there's, in the way we're called to walk and follow, um, the joy's on the other side, right? And then, you know, in James, he says, count it all joy when you face trials of many kind. And then it talks about the outcome of facing those trials in that way, which is... Um, maturing of your faith, right? right. And I, I was thinking about the fact that I, it's really easy if I'm very clear on the purpose of why something's hard. Yeah. And it's, it's very easy for me to engage that thing. Um, it's a lot harder if I can't find the direct link right in the moment, if that makes sense. Right. And um, even as you were just talking about that and I was reading, I was just thinking, man, you know, there's so so much of what this season is doing in me is laying me bare, kind of stripping me of like whatever control, whatever planning, whatever <laughs> whatever things I thought I had, you know, kind of just at my disposal. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just not going to know, you know, some of the outcomes until we get there. Mm-hmm. And am I willing to say yes to those? You know what I mean? The stress in this season, the 
the just not knowing the, the the moments of just kind of like probably being at my wits end and and somehow often I see those as obstacles to faith as right. opposed to opportunities yeah to just I feel like Jesus is probably more than ever giving me more awareness that I have an opportunity to trust him more clearly than than I've probably known in the past sure yeah. to go okay do I trust you again right here right now mm-hmm. and I feel like that has just that those moments have come over and over and over again and I think what I've probably found in my heart is it would be a lot more comfortable if I didn't have to do that Jesus mm-hmm. be a lot more comfortable if I could go back to the things that even the good things that I relied on you know what I mean that weren't bad um, but even those things that were good it's it's kind of like I think maybe there's going to be um, a gratitude for those common graces when I come out of this that I just didn't enter into it with. And then also I hope on the other side, a a mature faith that is less shaken, that is less dependent upon those common graces. Hmm. Um, But basically I'm just, I'm just finding how often I have qualifications for my yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And maybe one of the things that, that the Lord wants to do in this season is help me kind of release that grasp of needing to have those qualifications and just say, all right, Jesus, I want whatever's on the other side of this. So I'm going to say yes to, to, to you today. That's good. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's good. But it feels like sometimes God has to slowly open your grip to help you get there. Yeah. So it feels like something we need to talk about at least for a second is um, like, what are the things that aren't fleeting that aren't like maybe like sort of the easy things we've always used to like, numb and, and be a salve for the, uh, for little things like outside of Jesus. Like what are the things we actually cling to that help us to endure the kind of things that, um, that, that nourish us for the long haul and that, that sort of root us in that, mm. that long term, not easily shaken, um, kind of faith and hope that, that we can, w- you know, come what may, um, we can put our faith and hope in. I've, I've got a thought, but, but as you were talking, it made me think, um, partially of the sermon this past week where we were talking about, mm like sort of, you know, Peter's response is like, dude, I want to, I want to camp out and I want to, you know, I want to just spend some time with these guys and, you know, I want to figure out like what Moses is like sense of humor is like. So let's, you know, I'm going to build a fire. I'll make you guys some tents. Let's hang out. Let's stay here for a little while. Right? Yeah. And as he's like making plans and thinking about what's going to happen, right. Um, God says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Right. Like, and there's so much about like just the sufficiency of Christ that's wrapped up in that very calming, very confident, very firm statement um, from God, you know, which basically just says like, I mean, it doesn't, like, like you said, uh, I think well in the sermon, this doesn't diminish the law and the prophets. In fact, Jesus came to fulfill all of them. But what it does recognize is that like, like those old, like, you know, Reformation solas, right? Like Christ alone is sufficient. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and so, and we, he is enlightened, to, enlightened <coughs> to us. He's, he's revealed to us. We see him throughout the scriptures and the law, the prophets, the new Testament, the letters, like all those kind of things. Um, but he's enough. And it, it also made me think of, um, this is one of those endurance passages and it's Romans five, starting in verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, right? So it's talking about like, hey, we get this access. We get to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And it says, but on top of that, right? Verse three, not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings. Something about the justification by faith and access to God through Christ that means that we're now able to rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Right? Mm. Like there's something about that, like sort of recognizing that because we've been made right, our separation from God, you know, at least in that sort of like, you know, big eternal sense, there's a, there's a way in which we'll experience it more fully someday. There's a way in which that separation from God has been eliminated so that we get access to him. And that means that even in the midst of sufferings, we, especially like in a time when we're dealing with isolation, in the midst of sufferings, we are not alone because we have access to God the Father through Christ. And that as we suffer and as we endure and as we, um, you know, produce, as, as that begins to produce hope in us, that hope is something we can cling to and not feel foolish in the midst of our hope because through, through what's happened through the gospel, through what's been transformed in our hearts, the love of God is made known to us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it's in that presence that, like, that, I mean, it's this affirmation, like, we hold to the belief that we have access to God, and it is affirmed for us by experiencing, knowing, sort of sitting in the love of God made, po- made, made possible to us through the presence of the Holy Spirit that's available to those who are in Christ, right? Yeah. It's the, it's both the belief, the promise, and then the faithful sort of evidence of that promise, mm. right? That should, that should anchor us in a hope that's not easily conquered, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. I was thinking about that um, when you talked about a, a, a salve in this season. Yeah. Are you sure it's not salve? I think it's pronounced, I think it's spelled salve, but I think the way I've heard it most is salve, but I, I'm easily could be wrong about I'm, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with salve. Okay. Cool. Okay. It's, yeah, it's fun. But I like it. <laughs> and just talking about actually, if, when it comes to language, Jr. If, if me and Jr. disagree on something, I'm pretty sure I know who's wrong, and so I'll, I'll go with Sav. But as I was thinking about that, um, I, I'm in the middle of a book right now. Um, shout out to Grant Zeller for uh, recommending this one. Um, shout out. Who, who gives shout outs? <laughs> You just who did. Gives, who gives shout outs? Yeah, raise your hands like you just don't care. The product and the product of the 90s. I'm sorry. Um, but he recommended a book actually called Endurance. And it's this um, it's the, the journey of Ernest Shackleton to the Arctic, uh, 1914. And it's this story of uh, this boat. I think there's about 26 guys on the boat. And they head up to the Arctic, um, get stuck in the ice. Um, uh, eventually, they all make it back. But it's this like story of their struggle of actually getting back to the UK. And it takes them years. And there's this point at which the, the boat gets caught in the ice and they have to make this decision whether or not to get off. And so they're, they're, they're busy and they're active. And, and all the guys have a really good attitude the whole time. Yeah. Um, and finally, they get off the boat and they're just hanging out on the ice. And they get everything set up and they kill a bunch of... Um, you know, sea lions is it? Yeah, uh, uh, sea lions and some penguins know. and things like that. So they have enough meat. They have their tent set up. They they they've gotten everything done, and now all they have to do is wait for the wind to blow them to the place that they need to go. And so there's literally nothing to do. Wow. There's nothing left for them to engage in. They've had every conversation they know to have. They've played every game they know how to play. The guy who brought the banjo has started getting annoying. I mean, there's nothing left. <laughs> And I just thought about it. I don't know why it hit me, but as I was reading this book, like their attitudes had been so good when they had something to do right. and something to engage in. And then in, in the days when the activity ceased and there was nothing left to do, that's when the fight started. 
that's when the despair started to set in. That's when the irritation started to spring up. And I feel like that's a pretty good picture of where a lot of us are now. Sure. Um, we are in the middle of this thing. We've been here for a couple months. Um, you probably have done every honeydew project at your house that uh, you had put off for the last three years, if you're like me. Um, you, you've kind of gotten into this place. You feel like you've had the conversations, and now we're simply waiting for the wind to blow us to the U.K., you know, like to just to get to that point. And when I think about that point of endurance, the things that we're focusing on in the same way that they're just trying to keep themselves sane while the wind blows them to where they're going. Um, man, we're in that place where it's like, where, where are we looking for hope? Yeah. Where are we getting that, that, that salve yeah. um, and going uh, to uh, really um, strengthen our hearts and our minds and our spirits in, in a season where we are, um, simply trying to endure something that we don't have control over and, and don't see an end inside of. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's another, that's another like strong theme throughout scripture that maybe yeah. in our tribe, we don't talk about enough or maybe just in our time, we don't talk about enough, but that idea of waiting for the Lord. Yes. Right. Yeah. That part of what faith means sometimes, this isn't always the case, but sometimes, um, part of what mean what, having faith means is, is not like sort of stepping out boldly and walking on water. It's sometimes not like, you know, doing the like sort of next big, you know, bold, dangerous thing. Sometimes faith just means there are things that are beyond my control and the best, most faithful thing I can do is to wait for the Lord to move and act. Man, we are such doers and fixers. Sure. Just like Peter in that passage to just sit in it. Right. To be quiet before the Lord and to speak truth to yourself, to remind yourselves of the truths of Scripture, um, to know that God is good, that He is for us, that He hasn't left us in this season, right? And 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 to try to find—I mean, that's faith—trying uh, to find joy and strength in things that are unseen. Sure, that's good. So, and trusting the Spirit and and asking God um, to strengthen you in supernatural ways that you can't muster on your on your own. Yeah. Accord. Yeah. Tyler, do you have things that like sort of as you look at like what it means to endure, to, to anchor your hope in, in something that is, is lasting and kind of beyond those common graces you were talking about earlier? Is there something that comes to mind? Or um, I think what Austin said is super helpful and it's kind of like gives you like a kind of a big picture view of how you can kind of frame like our hope um, and how we keep perspective and I'm, I'm trying to think on a really practical level of like, what are the, just like the daily things I can do to kind of stay kind of in that rhythm of, Hey, this is the kind of stuff that long-term is going to sustain my faith. It's going to fuel faithfulness, you know, those sort of things. Like I was thinking, even this morning I got up and my first thought with, you know, all the things that I'd, I felt like I needed to do today, thinking of the kids, I can hear Grayson kind of crying in the background. I probably got a few minutes like jumping into the scriptures kind of felt like something that I needed to get past mm -hmm. or get through. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so to even just take the 10 minutes and say, I'm going to engage this knowing that even if in the moment I don't get some sort of like feel good, kind of like get me through my day moment, I need the scriptures to guide me, to lead me, to, to rebuke me, to, um, to give me encouragement, like, and God, you're going to use this, like to trust, like, I'm going to go to the scriptures because you're going to use this, even if on the front end, it feels like 
uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, I could probably get through my day without this or that's the temptation we all feel if we're really honest, right? Sure. Yeah. And so, but even just to like, no, I'm going to go to the scriptures, even if coming out of it, I don't feel like I got something accomplished from it. Right. Or Lord, I'm going to spend some time in prayer and journal, just even if I have a few minutes. I f- that sort of stuff, like choosing even when I feel like this feels futile, like choosing to believe that it's not. Choosing to believe that the things that that God says are true are actually true. regardless of how I in the moment feel about them or the stressors outside. And so even just my daughter coming into the room when I'm trying to to get some things going and started and stuff like that, just to go like, God, you you can use all of this messy, not having any real boundaries in our house. So I think just like choosing to continue to do the things that are truly a discipline um, and see them as God, you're going to use this to like sustain my life. And, um, encourage me and lead me to faithfulness in ways that just disregarding them never could. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I think really, honestly, it's gotten back to like, and what are the little things that I know I just need as kind of like little anchor points to keep me moving forward in faith and in trust and just kind of trust the details and the, the, what happens on the back end with that to God. Yeah, I, I think that's um, I think that's really good and really helpful, and it's important that we move to like sort of the practical side of things, and and I think it brings up a distinction in terms of what it means for us to endure, because I think that could mean a lot of different things to people. But what we're really talking about is like sort of enduring, like in our faith, and not just sort of you know making it each day, not just making it to bedtime each day, right? Um, to but but to like sort of stand. In, in fact, like if you look at like um, most of the times, whenever. Uh, endure, persevere, are used like sort of, especially in the Old Testament, but certainly in the New Testament as well. It's talking about like, sort of, uh, standing firm with something, uh, sitting, um, like sort of, in the midst of something. It, it's it's got a sense of like purpose to it in the in the face of difficulty, in the face of adversity, right? Like you're standing, you're 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 not running from that thing. I, look, I was looking at uh, some things this morning, and uh, one person's uh, analogy was. Um, how like in army training, like there's a, there was a mountain warfare kind of training um, thing that, uh, that talked about how th- they would they would give soldiers who were about to go through this particular exercise, which caused them to, I mean it was something like climbing a mountain in like ten feet ten foot snow drifts, and it was basically just y- you don't stop, you don't have brakes, you make it to the top, right, and um, the sort of instructor, the person in charge before they got started, pulled them aside and and. Uh, you know, wh- whereas like maybe in other parts of training, they might say like, you're going to do this or else. Um, instead, he gave some really practical advice and he just said, listen, when you start to feel like you want to quit, if you look up to the very top of that mountain, you will quit. But if you look to the next tree and plan on just making it to the next tree and then evaluating and moving on to the next tree, then you'll make it if you just keep going tree to tree. Right. And we're in a little different situation maybe just a little bit, right? Like where like a heavy fog is falling down on the mountain and you can't see the top and maybe all you can see is the next tree. Um, but, but the task is the same, right? Like to lean into the mountain, to take the next step and the next step and the next step after that. Um, and, and to hold true to what we believe, um, to be true, right? To hold fast to what we believe to be true, which is, um, what we're called to in Christ, what, what's been transformed of us in Christ, what is, what Christ says is true and to live, um, in the midst of those things. And so I think that's part of it, I think, um, is to say, um, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to do this next true thing, which is I know that anchoring my day in the presence of God um, 
is actually necessary. Like it, it, like there's something in me that says I don't need that and I could go on with my day without it, but I actually need to fight for that because I actually do believe that's true, right? And that, you know, sort of seeking out the Lord, seeking after his face, um, that that's true, that's better, that's actually what I need more than an escape, more than Netflix, more than that desire to run out of the house and just scream at the top of my lungs. What I actually need is to cry out right to God um, because he's true. And so I'm going to take that next true step, whatever that looks like, you know? Yeah. And another thing I was thinking about is <clears throat> zoom calls were, were like exciting to me in the beginning. I was like, okay, we have another way to connect and they've just become a little more and more tiring. I think for a lot of people that feels that way, other people mm. who may not be doing that as often right. may not feel that way. So we're probably all over the map with how we feel about them. Sure. I'm not enjoying them. If I'm honest, in terms of like right now, I think about oh, the next Zoom call I got. I don't really want to do that. I'm not real pumped about that. But like one thing.